This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecost Morning Church, May the 16th, 2021, with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie. The message is going where few have gone before. We'll start our service off with the praise team, and they'll be singing, Oh, Happy Day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus was. When Jesus was. When Jesus was. When Jesus was. Of life and my sins are washed away. 
father-in-law, right? Father-in-law died of 83. He was been sick for about a good while. Thus, within 24 hours, yeah, 24 hours of the same day, within that same day, 24 hours, his son, 55 years old, dropped dead for no reason at all. Didn't happen. That. Was not sick. Picture of health. Uh, a workaholic, worked all the time. But he, and, 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 and my grandchildren lost their grandfather and their dad within a 24 hour period. Now we, we don't know when God's calling us to go. I mean, I could go home today and y'all won't see me no more. Because I don't know when he's going to take me. But I feel like I had to say something this morning. And on top of that, now, let me say something else. We had a gentleman that <clears throat> done a lot of things for us, my daughter and, and my, my son-in-law, Fitness. He come to our house and painted our bathroom this past week. We got a phone call from the Whitney Knight. We got a phone call from Whitney Knight. He was 70-some years old. He had been talking at, at, at our house, and my wife asked him, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm all right. He just got a little He had been talking, and he, he went to the, his daughter. His daughter made him go to the doctor after he left our place. They gave him medicine to take. Now, I don't know whether the medicine did it or not or what happened. But he took, he took that medicine to sit in his recliner, and he never got out of it. That's another one. I mean, that's three people right there close to us. So if you got any little ones, and I got some, that are not saved, you're not ready. I just pray that God will give them strength before it happens. And, and the ones that I'm talking about, they knew these people. And I, I just hope you pray that they get straight and ask the Lord to save their soul before it's too late for him. I had my brother call me last night and he was crying. He's 68 years old and he's in bad shape. And uh, I know God is with me and he's with my family. But y'all pray for me and my wife and our family. It has been through a tragedy for this whole week. There's one thing we don't know. We don't know. So much. I'm going to go to the hospital after I get out of church and go see her. Okay. Yes, it's Carolyn. We'll get it on. So, this morning, kind of different. Anyway, going where few people have gone. Going where few have gone before. That's our message this morning. Going where few have gone before. In the book of Exodus, chapter number 27, verse 21, the Bible says, in the tent of meeting. Now, notice, zero in on that right there. In the tent of meeting, without the veil, which is before the testimony, Aaron and his son shall keep it in order from evening to morning before Jehovah. It shall be a statue for every, forever throughout their generations on the behalf of the children of Israel. Then Exodus chapter 28 verse 1. And bring thou near unto thee Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. Even Aaron, if I can get these names, even Aaron, Nadab, Abedahu, Eliezer, and Ithamar, Aaron's sons. And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother, for glory and for beauty. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted. Now notice what he said. Thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. He didn't say bring everybody. He said go get these, these particular ones. 
Uh, he says, speak unto all that are wise-hearted whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom that they make Aaron's garments to sanctify him that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. So much that God bless the reading of his word. God had established a tent of meeting. God established this. God himself done this. He established a tent of meeting where he would come down and dwell in the midst of his chosen people, the children of Israel. If you go back and read chapters 26 and 27, you will find out that every part of that building was designed by God who through the power of the Holy Spirit inspired Moses to write down even the minutest detail of how it was to be built of the materials that were to be used and the manner in which the work was to be completed. God himself designed this. God himself done this by and through the Holy Spirit of God. Our God is a God of order. How many know that? Our God is a God of order and everything he does is, is carefully planned and executed. He leaves nothing to chance. Nothing to be questioned and nothing unfinished. God is the one who chose to come to sinful man, not the other way around. Man had no thought of God. And even if the children of Israel had desired to approach God's presence, there was simply no way to enter into his spiritual realm and meet his demands for holiness and righteousness. Man had no chance to get close to God. Mm -mm, no chance. It was God's mercy and God's grace and God's love that brought about the establishment of tent of a tent of meeting where he could come to dwell and commune with man whom God had created to worship, love, and serve God. God chose the children of Israel just as he is still choosing people even today to serve him. They had better be careful. I'm telling you now, they had better be careful today how they're treating Israel and how they're bombing over there now because I'm going to tell them something now. They're going to answer for every bomb they drop on Israel. They're going to answer for everything they come against Israel with because uh, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Uh, God's children, uh, God's chosen nation uh, is Israel. God's chosen people is Israel. And he tells us in the word of God, if you bless Israel, I'll bless you. Uh, if you curse them, I'll curse you. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something. You're looking at a man of God today uh, that's going to stand for Israel. I don't care what comes or goes. Uh, I'm going to stand for Israel because I know that that's God's chosen and God said you stand you'll be blessed so I got news for all these folks that's bombing them I got news for those folks in Washington D.C. that's sitting back with their hands crossed not wanting to do anything they're going to stand before almighty God one of these days and they're going to answer for everything they say and do especially against the nation of Israel because God Jesus Christ his son is coming back and he's going to take the pride out of here so I'm going to stand with with Israel. If all hell breaks loose, I'll be with Israel when everything is finished today. God's still looking for some, a few good men. Not good in the sense of holy or righteous or deserving of his grace for not one of us this morning will ever be worthy. God is looking for a good man in the sense that he's looking for a man whose heart will allow God to dwell within him and for a man who will surrender his will to God's will and for a man who would desire to become as much like God as a human being can possibly come as much like God. Can I tell you something this morning? His mother says something about it a while ago, Friday afternoon about 1.30, God felt such a man, because when we went in the room, and I visited Great Hill, I said, son, I want to ask you something, are you going to church? He said, no, I'm not going now, hadn't been for a while, he said, but I'd like to go to your church if you would have us, I said, what the word you mean if we'd have you, to be sure you know we'll have you, we know you're welcome anytime, and then I said, do you know Jesus, he said, no, I don't, I said, do you want to know him, he said, yes, I do, I said, when he said right now I said let's pray we prayed I'm going to tell you something I can sense the angels in heaven glorifying God they were worshiping and praising because another child has made it home amen he's a saved blood bought child of God today and that's all that matters this morning God can perform all the miracles he wants to perform but the greatest miracle God will ever perform is the one when he reaches down and he takes man that simple man takes all that corruption out of him and put the spirit of God in him and that man can live a holy life 
for Almighty God. That's the greatest miracle of all today. Let me correct some stuff here because if I don't, it's not only men, it's men and women. God's looking for a few good folk. Let me put it that way. I'm glad you love the Lord today. Amen. Folks, listen to me careful. And I believe it as strong as, I, as, as much as I'm standing here this morning. This nation, with a lot of other nations around the world, is about to experience some things that they can't even imagine or think of. Huh? Because the love of God is one thing, the wrath of God is something else. I'm going to tell you something, the wrath of God is about to be made known in this world we're living in today. Because God, I believe with all my heart, is getting tired of all this junk that's going on and how men and how women and how everybody is treating him. Amen. God should be the top of every one of our lists this morning. He should be everything that we're all about this morning. It should be about him and nothing else. But now we got our minds, we got our hearts, we got everything on, everything that's going on around us this morning. I got news for you this morning. Uh, whatever's going on around me, the God I serve is able to control it. Uh, he's able to take care of it. Uh, he said, son, I'll take care of you. Uh, then you say, well, why are you having such a hard time? Uh, because I'm going to tell you something. Just because I have God uh, standing with me and in me right now, uh, that don't mean the devil's going to slide over there uh, and not do nothing else with all. Uh, but let me tell you something this morning. Uh, and I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it in a positive way. Uh, I've already told you I'm at the top of the devil's hit list. Uh, Brother Frankie, that's where I want to be because I know if I'm there, uh, everything's going to be all right with God. But I want to tell you some God, the closer you get to God, the more you want to do for God, the more you're willing to reach out for God, the more faith you're willing to step out. And regardless what comes or goes, the devil's going to put a wall everywhere you go. You're going to be bumping walls. But I got news for him this morning. I serve a God that's able to break down every wall he brings in front of me. All I need is prayer from folk that I know that love me and care for me. If we can give one another support, God says that's what we need. And when we have him, we have each other, we have everything we need in Jesus Christ this morning. God said break down every wall, every wall of division. I've been praying. I've been asking the Lord for some things. Not anything. I'm just asking the Lord for guidance and leaders and you know, what, wisdom and knowledge to do what we need to do. Because I found out he compared me as a sheep. And I'm going to tell you something. Sheep are some of the dumbest animals there is in the world. They ain't got sense enough to get out of the rain. If it weren't for the shepherd to help them, they'd stand there and drown when the rain came, when the storm came, because they'd stand there and stand there, look right straight up at it, and they stand there and drown before they do anything like they need to do. They ain't got sense enough to get out of the rain. I said, God, you compare me to a sheep for some reason or another. And that's one of the dumbest animals it is. So that means I must be pretty dumb. Because I'm a sheep. And I'm glad I'm a sheep. But you know what I found out? Sheep are very humble. Sheep are very caring. Sheep, sheep are just what they are. And Jesus took care of sheep. David took care of sheep. And now he says that we are sheep. So I'm asking God, I said, look, you got one of the dumbest sheep you got now. You got to help me out. I need some wisdom. I need some knowledge. I need some things that need to be done. What, what we got to do. And God says, I got your back. I said that the wrong way. I don't want God to have my back. I want to be on his back. I want him in front of me, helping me. But God says every wall of division is going to come down. God says, son, I'm going to let you know something. I've been praying about it and talked to my wife about it some. And God says, I'm getting ready. Listen to me on the internet. God says, I'm getting ready. To humble some folks down. I'm just telling you. And I believe as sure as I'm standing here this morning. God's getting ready to do something great. And getting ready to do something big. 
Because God says, son, ask for the big things. Don't be afraid to ask for the big things. You know God's not intimidated when you ask for the big things. Now, if I asked Frankie for a million dollars this morning, no, it wouldn't hurt him. If I asked, Carol, if I asked uh, Sister Marie this morning for a million dollars this morning, it would probably intimidate her. That's what I'm saying. But you ain't got it. Have you got it? If you got it, I asked for it. <laughs> if I asked Frankie, it wouldn't bother me. He said, I just go to the bank, get him, bring it to you. That's the difference in people. You know what I'm saying? Well, dog. It's not those kind of things I'm looking for. I'm looking for God's wisdom and God's knowledge and, God, and what God wants us to do. And God says, get ready. God's getting ready to do some things around this world. He's going to open up some people's eyes. Amen. Y'all looking at me kind of hard. But that's a fact. Amen. So God's desire is, is for man to become as much like God as, as a human being can possibly become like God. And we know Jesus Christ set forth the example of us. I'll never be the son of God. That's not what I'm, it's not what I want you to understand that. I'll never be the son. That's not what I'm looking after. But the Bible says I am a son because I've been adopted by the father. He is my father this morning. Sister, sister uh, 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 I want y'all to understand something. Uh, sister Barbara, I want you to understand something. Your son's been adopted by the father. He's as much a part of the, of the kingdom of God as I am. And I got saved in 1976. He got saved. I don't know if he'd been saved before. He probably has. But he got saved the other day. And I saw it. I sensed it in my spirit. I knew he did. I knew he did. And he confessed. I said, I said, I said great. Everybody that comes in this room, I want you to tell them that you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do you know that's what he started doing? When his wife come in, I understand. He asked her. He said, what took you so long to get here? And then his next question, then his next thing was, I want to let you know that I got that I, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And sometime in that, he looked at her and said, you're going to have to do the same thing. You have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If God will raise him up off that deathbed that he's on, I said a deathbed. If God will raise him up off that bed, you're going to see him walk through those doors right there one day. Because he says, I want to go to church. I want to go to your church if you'll have us. Amen. How many believe we can have great healing church this morning? Amen. Everybody believe that? Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Love to give it everybody we can. So we're supposed to do everything we can to become, to become just like Jesus. Uh, the, the, the entirety of that tent of meeting uh, is so designed uh, and constructed to portray as much of the character of God's only son uh, and to show the price of the redemption uh, that Jesus paid in his own blood uh, from the walls of righteousness uh, to the only way inside through the door uh, at the east end and to the brazen altar uh, where the sacrifices were offered uh, to the lever where the Filth, uh, uh, filth uh, of the world was washed away and the priests uh, were cleansed by washing of the water from a perfect uh, mirrored basin uh, everything was built to show uh, that it is only through Jesus uh, and obedience to the word of God uh, that we can ever enter into the holy place of God that's the only way this morning enter into the holy place we, can, we encounter the, a closer relationship with Jesus uh, as represented through the bread of life uh, upon the table of showbread or uh, showbread uh, the anointing of, and the illuminating power of the Holy Spirit through the unending light of, 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 of a mirror, if I can't say it right, the lampstand, in other words, and finally to the altar of incense with the prayer of not only the church, but more importantly, our, our this morning, our advocate, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who are ever making intercession before the Father on our behalf this morning. Christ is right there at the right hand of the Father just for you. Through acceptance of belief in the surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are now made ready to enter into a place where only a few people have gone before. Now in the Old Testament, the Old Testament tabernacle, only one man was allowed to enter into that place where the glory and the presence of Almighty God Holy uh, of, of Almighty Holy God, who who so real and so visible, the High Priest of Israel, after following and obeying every instruction from cleansing himself, offering sacrifices for both his own sin and the sin of all Israel, would enter enter in beyond the veil of the Holy of Holies and into God's inner chamber. Mm, only a few people get to go there. What a wonderful yet fearsome sight it must have been to enter into the very presence of God for that High Priest. 
I can guarantee you this morning that it was an experience that he would never forget. It was fearsome, yet it was so peaceful. It was awesome and yet calming. The priest would feel so unworthy, so frightened, so overwhelmed, but at the same time, if he had obeyed God's commandments and the people he represented had done their part, he would feel the peace of God and an acceptance into God's presence and that was so wonderful this morning. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you one more time. The priest would feel so unworthy, so frightened, so overwhelmed, but at the same time, if he had obeyed God's commands and listen to me, and the people he represented had done their part, he would feel the peace of God and an acceptance into God's presence that was so wonderful that you can only imagine how great it is as a born again child of God to be accepted into the very presence of God. Folks, you got something to praise God about this morning. It's such an awesome wonder to come into his presence when we gather together to worship him or even in our, our, in our prayer times when we are all alone. We never feel worthy, never feel good enough. We know that we fall so short of God's glory and yet we know that we are all accepted. We feel the peace, the love of God as he invites us into his presence. We are overwhelmed at the peace, the joy, the majesty of God. Amen. But we know that we are welcome because of the presence that our Lord Jesus Christ paid for us on Calvary's hill this morning. <coughs> our old dirty, filthy garments of sin are washed in the blood of the Lamb and we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And so we enter into God's presence, not as sinners, not as slaves, but as adopted sons and daughters of God. God welcomes us with open arms and, we, he, and he delights in talking with us and meeting, with the, meeting the desires of his children's hearts. How many of God to give you desires of your heart today? The key to entering, entering into the Holy of Holies for the priest of the Old Testament tabernacle was in strict obedience to every command of God. Our key to entering in, entering in is only accomplished one way, and that's through the blood of Jesus Christ this morning. It's the only way to get to the Father is through Jesus Christ today. Amen. The high priest of Israel was assigned a special outer garment that he was to wear during the performance of his duties. The only time it was to be removed during the entirety of his service to God was just before he entered into the Holy of Holies. Exodus chapter 28, 1, 2, 3. Again, let's read it one more time. In the tent of meeting, without the veil which is before the testimony, Aaron and his son shall keep it in order from evening to morning before Jehovah. It shall be a statue forever throughout their generations on the behalf of the children of Israel. And bring thou near unto thee Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from, from among the children of Israel that he may minister unto me in the priest's office, even Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Abihu, Eliezer, Ithamar, Aaron's sons. And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother for glory and for beauty. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, and they, that, that, and they make Aaron's garments to sanctify him, that he may minister in, unto me in the priest's office. Now I want us to look at something this morning. I want us to look at, the, at, the, at these garments for a moment and see just a few of, of of the wonderful meanings for you and I. There was, the, there was the mitre or covering for the head that symbolizes righteousness and holiness for our, for our through life. Holding the mitre in place was a golden crown, a ribbon of gold that, that, that anchored the mitre to the priest's head. That golden crown was given by God's grace and was symbolic of God's way of thinking and God's grace that allowed the mind of man to think upon the things of God. There was an ephod which was a seamless robe of gold blue, purple and scarlet symbolizing the deity of God, the blood of Christ, the royalty of Christ and his role as mediator or covering between God and man. There was a pure white linen coat interwoven and beaten golden threads symbolizing the wonders of God's grace that gave a covering of righteousness to God's people through Jesus' suffering upon the cross. There was golden 
bells up around the bottom of the hymn symbolizing the message of the gospel and the gifts of the spirit there were there were the 12 precious stones of the breastplate representing all of God's people of every tribe who were covered by the work of the high priest just as Jesus himself paid the price of judgment for sin for every man of every nation every tongue and every tribe listen to me there were there there were the black and the white stones representing Urim and and Trum of judgment upon the shoulders the Urim and the Truman were stones used by the Israeli court of law by the judges to pronounce judgment upon those accused the white stone Urim was a symbol of innocence and the black stone a symbol that accused was guilty that the accused was guilty as charged and deserved that sentence of punishment be carried out I find it very interesting this morning that when Jesus was speaking to the church in Pergamos in Revelation he said in Revelation chapter 2 verse 17 he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches to him that overcometh to him will I give of the hidden manna and I will give him a white stone and upon the stone a new name written which no one knoweth but he that receiveth it himself I'm going to tell you something, folks. We've got a lot to be thankful for. Aren't you glad today that the judgment, that our judgment will be shown with a white stone given to you by the Lord Jesus Christ himself? Because we have stayed true to him and overcome this present world. You see, that's the key. You've got to stay true to Christ. You've got to overcome. I'll have a new name written down in glory upon the white stone. It is a, stone, a name that only I myself will understand and know the full meaning of when it is given to me. I wonder if that new name will carry with it every trial, every test, everything I will have to, to overcome to get the glory and receive it this morning. I wonder. There were golden pomegranates that hung from the robe symbolizing the fruits, the fruits of the Spirit that each of us is able to show forth by the grace and the mercy of God. There is so much symbolism in these garments alone that it would take a long time for us to cover them in detail. The point I think I want to make this morning here is that the high priest garments were extremely beautiful and so rich with symbolism. In fact, they were so beautiful to behold and carry such a significance that it became a source of pride for the high priest to don those garments in preparation for the performance of his duties. So when it came to time to enter the Holy of Holies, he was instructed to, to move that source of pride and beauty. You see, folks, no pride, no beauty. Yeah, it made him feel good to be able to put these garments on, but God said before you go in, you're going to have to take the garments off because you got too much pride over that stuff. Let me tell you something. Whatever's keeping you now from Jesus Christ, we got to shed it off. We got to take it off. We got to throw it away. We got to let God know that nothing matters but Him and whatever goes on around us. I'm going to stand true to you God because one day he's coming back to take us out of here yeah. glory to God you see God will not allow pride in man's accomplice to enter into his presence even if those accomplices were pride and pride were a result of his obedience to God's commandments and the work to which God had called him to do in total obedience to God nope I don't want that coming with you lay that down because I'm going to tell you something, folks. We do absolutely nothing for God without being with God. And if you're not with God, I don't care what you do, you ain't doing it for God. Amen? God don't want you not doing more for him. He wants you not doing more with him. That's what God wants us to do. Amen? Glory. We can enter in only by his grace, not by works. You see, a lot of people think they work their way to glory. Uh-uh. Ain't nothing you do is going to get you there. It's your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the only way to get to glory this morning. We do more because it makes us feel good. It makes us feel better. We read more because it makes us feel better. Amen. But it ain't how much I do or how much I read or how much of what I do with them myself. It's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified and what I do with him. Because if I don't do it with him, you don't accomplish nothing. 
If what we do does not glorify the Father in heaven. Do you know what heaven hears when you get up and sing? Absolutely nothing. If I play the piano, you can hear that. If I'm doing it for the glory of God, he's going to hear everything we play. I can't hit a chord. He'll hear everything we play. But if, I, but if I'm not doing it for the glory of God, you know what he hears? Absolutely nothing. Because we're glorifying self more than we're glorifying God. The pride of life in us will keep us from getting the glory. Amen. We're going where only a few people or where only a few get to go. Amen. Listen to me. So our beauty is nothing. Our works are nothing. Our own righteousness is nothing. The only thing that God will see when we enter in his, in his presence is the righteousness that is ours through the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. The high priest ended carrying only two things, a censer and a live, and live, and live, with live coals and incense and another censer containing the blood of the sacrifice to sprinkle upon the ark and the mercy seat. Jesus is our high priest and it is he who, is, who has performed this one-time duty for us all. We don't have to do it every year. We don't have to go into the Holy of Holies every year. Amen. Jesus made it possible we can go into the Holy of Holies any day of the, any day of the week. Any time of the year. He did it one time. And one time is all it took. That's all it takes. Amen. The high priest said, Jesus is our high priest. And he is he who has performed this one time duty for us all. So what does it take for you and I to enter into the Holy of Holies today? What, what garments are we to wear? What are we to carry in our, with our hands? On the day of, of, of Jesus' crucifixion, the way was forever open for you and I to enter into the very presence of God. We can, we, we can experience, amen, the Shekinah glory of God every day of our lives if we are willing to pay the price and draw closer to God whatever it takes don't give up don't give up on God because my friend Jesus Christ made it possible that we could go get into the very presence of God in a day in a day of the week in the hour of the day don't make no difference and you and I will be able to experience this kind of glory of God every day if we just can leave our lives into him I don't know about you this morning but I desire to have all that God has for me how about you I don't want to leave out one blessing unclaimed because I didn't want it bad enough mm, I don't want to leave nothing I want to enter into that holy of holies where the glory where the glory and the presence of God is so real this morning Hebrews chapter 4 verses 14 through 16 having then a great high priest who have passed through the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our confession for we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but one that have been in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin amen somebody say without sin he's the only one without sin let us therefore draw near with boldness unto the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help us in time of need. Amen. That's what Paul tells us. Paul tells us in the book of Hebrews. Let us therefore draw near with boldness unto the, unto the throne of grace that we may receive, receive mercy and may find grace to help us in time of need. So what does it take for us to enter the Holy of Holies with God this morning? What does it take? First of all, it takes no effort on your own part to earn it. Nothing you can do to earn it. The only thing you can do to enter into God's presence is to accept Jesus' sacrifice for sin. Nothing, no works, no righteousness that you can do. No amount of prayer, fasting, study, and faithfulness can purchase a way for you because Jesus has already paid the way. All we gotta do is accept him and go with him. He'll take you straight to the portals of glory. Secondly, one of us, every one of us who are blood-bought, born-again Christians have equal opportunity and equal access to the Holy of Holies with God. You hear what I just said? Every single one of us who are blood-bought, washed in the blood of the Lamb, who are Christians this morning, we have equal opportunity and equal access to the Holy of Holies with God. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter how much education you got. Education you got. It don't matter none of that stuff. It don't matter your status in life. Because when you start out with God, everybody starts at the same place. At the foot of the cross. Amen. Everybody has the same opportunity. 
Nobody can get ahead of nobody. It's not because of who you are or what you are. It's simply because you're a sinner that needs a saving Lord. And his name is Jesus Christ. And the only way to get rid of that sin is buying through him. No other way. Amen. The righteousness of Christ is, is our covering and his blood is our ticket. to this. So let's just enter in, the, enter in and enjoy the glory of the Lord every day, daily. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leadeth unto, unto life. And listen to me. And few. Everybody say few. And few there be that find it. Amen. You, we're, you're going where few have gone before. It says that the gate is straight and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there, there be that find it. Every Christian is in that number called few. Aren't you glad you parted the few? Think about it. They were telling us the other night in a meeting, in our missions meeting, how many churches we have and how many members we have and all this kind of stuff. Do you know outside the United States, the church, the Pentecostal only church is growing by leaps and bounds? The guy from India, I'm trying to think of his name. I, I know him pretty well. He had open heart surgery just before I did. And I was talking to him in Falcon years ago. Williams, yeah, Brother Williams. If I'm not mistaken, he was telling us that he went to, was it LePaul? Yeah, we went there. They had something like five churches. And I don't know how many, it hadn't been that long that he was over there, or him and his wife were over there. They had five churches, now they have 525 churches. Millions of, of church members outside the United States of America. People are hungry for Jesus. America's not hungry no more. We've got about all we want. We've had this banquet set up. This, this, you, go, you go to the restaurant and they have uh, the bar, what do you call it thing? Buffet. buffet bar. Yeah, that's what God's had all of our lives. He's had a buffet set out. And we're tired of going to the buffet. We're tired of going to the buffet. We're tired of going to the buffet. We've had about all we want. But I'm going to tell you something. You get ready. Because the word of God says there's a famine coming to the land. And I ain't talking about food. He ain't talking about food. He says a famine coming to the land. It's going to be a famine of the word of God. And when you get to where you can't get the word of God, you are in absolute trouble. You hear me? That's why you and I need to get this as quick as we can and get it in here as quick as we can. Because once this in here, ain't nobody can take it away from you. Nobody is able to take it away from you when it gets in here. But when they take your Bibles away and you ain't got no Bible, what in the world are you going to do? People sitting around word to death about they're going to come take your gun. You better be more concerned about them taking your word. Because this holds more power than a gun holds. Can I get an amen? amen? I read a story on John Hagee. How many ever heard of John Hagee? <clears throat> man walked in this church, walked right where's that, pulled his pistol out, said, I'm going to kill you. If I'm not mistaken, I think he shot six times or something other. But John Hagee told him, you can't kill me. Because I'm serving Almighty God. It ain't time for me to go yet. So it, it, he's still preaching today. <clears throat> he's still preaching today. So let me tell you something. This is a whole lot stronger than the, word, than, than the gun is. Amen. Well, they ain't going to take my gun. Well, they might not. But when they say I'm going to take your Bible, they'll get it. I was watching a movie last night based on a true story. Uh, can't even think of where it was at. 1930s something. They showed the tanks coming in, the bombs coming in, all this stuff. That's where they were killing Jews. And this one family, the zookeeper's wife, I think it was, that's the name of the movie. She, they were getting Jews to bring them in and help them get away. And they did it all the way. But they almost, almost got caught. Or they did get caught, but it worked out where they didn't have. I'm going to tell you something, folks. I looked at that and I said, you know, that's, what, that's where America's coming to right now. That's exactly what's going to be happening. You and I got no control of nothing. They tell us everything we're going to do, when we're going to do it, and how we do it. They've released the mask, so we're not wearing a mask today. Why ain't we wearing a mask? Because they told us we didn't have to wear a mask. That's why we're not wearing it. I'm not saying the mask is wrong. I'm just saying 
that's how closely it is to them telling us what we're going to do. Every Christian that's, that, that, that uh, is in that number called few. Compared to all humanity, we are, we are but a few. The call, the chosen, the royal priesthood, <clears throat> and we are given the way into the holy of holies of heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. That's where we are. You and I are part of the few. Let us stand. I'm finished. Let us stand. Every Christian is in that number called few. Compared to all the humanity we are about, that we, that we are uh, but a few, the call, the chosen, the royal priesthood, and we are given the way into the Holy of Holies of, the, of heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. While every head's bowed and every eyes closed, every stand of God pray. Joy, put that, that, that CD on. Every Christian is part of that few. If you're here this morning, you're not a Christian. I, I got some sad news for you. You're not part of that few. You're not part of that few. You won't be going where that few's going. If you're listening by the way of internet this morning, I got some sad news for you. If you're not a Christian, you're not going to make it. You'll not be going to, to the few that we're talking about this morning, the chosen few. Because as Jesus said in the book of Matthew, straight is a gate and there is a way. And few there be that enter therein. But broad is the gate. And broad is the way. Think of something like that. There's going to be many going that way. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm in the line that's going with Jesus. I'm glad I'm going with him. So this morning, if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you're watching by the way of internet, you're tuning in. If you listen today, if you hear it tomorrow, if you hear it next week, you hear it next month, I don't care when you hear it. Just listen to me careful. Jesus has already paid the price. You don't have to do a thing in the world, but just go to him as humble as you know how and ask him to forgive you of every sin that you've ever committed. If you're here this morning, all you have to do is just say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the son of God and God raised you from the dead. And I believe you're sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. And I believe you've washed me clean by the blood of Jesus Christ you shed on, on Calvary's cross. You shed your precious blood that I could be saved. And I accept you right now as my Lord and Savior. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. And I know without a doubt because I'm faith believing that when I come to you in no wise will you cast me out. But you will save me. So Master, thank you for saving me right now. I know I've asked forgiveness. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And by faith, I'm believing right now that I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm a child of God. I've been adopted by the Father. Everything Jesus has is mine. Everything's in heaven is mine. Because my Father adopted me. And he loves me enough that he'll give me everything he has. And he gave his only begotten son. And now I have received him. And now I am a son of the Lord Jesus Christ, of God himself. Father, we thank you for that this morning. We just give you praise and glory. Anybody here want to come to the altar and pray this morning? I want you to come quickly. Come quick. You have anything you want to pray about? I want you to come quickly. Amen. While you're thinking about it, just let me give you this little bit of information here. We've been talking about the heart of man, and I'm not talking about the fleshly heart. I'm not talking about that heart that's in your chest that's beating and pumping blood. But I just want to share something with you this morning of what that muscle that's about the size of your fist, I want to share with you what it does for you. In your lifetime the human heart is a hard worker marvel it can keep on beating automatically even if all other nerves are severed if are cut or just cut away it can keep on beating when that doctor did open heart surgery on me he said son I want you to understand something he said a lot of people come in here and this they, they know we're gonna stop the heart from beating he said their word to death that, 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 that we're not gonna be able to start the heart back he said, but I want you to understand something. I'm going to share this with you so you'll know. When I stop your heart from beating, before I get through with your surgery, I'm going to have to tell your heart, nope, it's not time to wake up yet. you got to stay asleep. He said, because when I put that heart, when I stop that heart from beating, it automatically is wanting to start back. It's automatic. I don't start your heart back. It automatically starts back itself. So don't worry about me starting your heart. Your heart's going to start by itself. I just want to share that with you. 
in 70 in a 70 year lifetime it, it will have beat an average of 75 times a minute 40 million times a year or two and a half billion times in a 70 year period at each beat the average adult heart discharges about four ounces of blood this amounts to 3,000 gallons a day or 650,000 gallons a year enough to fill fill more than 81 tank cars of 8,000 gallons each the heart does enough work in our in one hour to lift a 150 pound man to the top of a three street store building it exerts it exerts enough energy in 12 hours to lift a 65 ton uh, tank car one foot off the ground or even enough power in 70 years to lift the largest battleship afloat completely out of the water that's what the human heart does I don't know about you but I'm thankful for my heart this morning and my heart's not operating at 100% I understand there's a lot of things going on in the back of my heart they said that there's nothing they can do for it. they said there's some blockage back there probably that we can't get to it we can't reach it they did a four-way bypass and they told me the last time they did a uh, catheterization a couple years ago they said Mr. Barbie want you to want to tell you that two of your two of your bypasses have already clogged back up so only two of your bypasses are operating like they ought to be operating. But we want you to understand this, the two that have blocked up, the arteries in your heart has, has, completely, has completely surrounded or around those. Uh, in other words, they did surgery within their own cells uh, and these arteries have, 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 have bypassed, they did a bypass themselves. They have bypassed those two uh, arteries that were blocked uh, and they bypassed themselves and won't let you know uh, your heart is still operating in good position uh, because of what took place. It won't nothing. Man did this what God did. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, things going on in this human body that a man cannot control. Uh, there are things in this human body that a man cannot take care of. Uh, I understand they're doing is guesswork. The only thing they're doing is trying to, they're just keeping us comfortable. They're, they're just doing, they're giving us uh, maintenance, in other words. Uh, in other words, if you keep your automobile maintenance up like it ought to be, uh, it'll last a long time. That's what doctors are doing. Uh, they're keeping us maintenance up uh, that we can live a little longer. Uh, they try this, they try that, they try the other. Uh, but I'm glad this morning I go to a God uh, that I ain't, he ain't got to try nothing. Uh, all I got to do is walk out by faith and say, God, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, I know I'm healed, uh, I'm delivered, I'm set free and I know by the blood of Jesus Christ that you took it all the way to the cross of Calvary that gives me the the, 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 the obedience that I have in you that gives me the right in other words the blood of Jesus is my ticket brother Frank to walk right up into the portals of glory into the presence of almighty God and let him know here I am God I need help I gave my life to your son your life your son gave his life for me I'm able to live this morning only because of the grace of Almighty God, and I thank you. I want you to know this morning. I'm thankful for every minute I have, because who knows how long we're going to live. We could be just like him, just like you say, the granddaughter's daddy, a man, or the granddaughter's husband. Well, one day just drop dead under no reason why. Why did he die? We don't know. I tell you why. Because he might have been in the few that was ready to go, and God said it's time to go home, son. Don't worry about anything else. I got you, folks. If we don't get a heart set on him get our minds off this world and realize God is God he's in control and he'll do exactly what he needs to do if we'll let him do it in our lives in Jesus name I wish I could take the devil and wad him up like I wanted his clue up and throw him down and walk on him. But you know what God just put in my spirit? <laughs> Son, you're already walking on him because he's under your feet. Just keep on walking. The devil's under my feet. Just keep on walking. But you see, Maurice, sometimes I forget it and I let him rise up a little bit and he starts taking advantage of stuff. You let the devil out and under your feet, he's going to take advantage of everything he can take advantage of. But God said he's already under your feet, son. Just keep walking. Keep him there. Keep him. Father, how do I keep, how do I keep him there? How can I make him stay right there? By and through my word. By and through my word. 
through the blood of Jesus Christ. Some of you are fixing to get upset, but let me tell you something. God says, stand on my word. When I stand on the, listen to me. When I stand on the word of God, when I stand on the word of God, there's something between me and hell that keeps me delivered from the pits of hell. When I stand on the word, my God, he stood on the Bible. Well, if it tires up, I got another one. But can I tell you something? There's more dust on some folks' Bible than there is their coffee tables. Because they'll dust the coffee tables off and dust around the Bible. Let me tell you something, folks. Jesus said, and he's telling me to tell you, God says, tell my people, this is where it's at. It's in the Word of God. Amen. When I saw our vice president, when she was sworn in, you know what she did? She didn't never have her hand on the Bible. She had her hand on some kind of purse or something. Her hand went on the Bible. Her hand never touched the Bible. There's reasons for that, and I'm not going to get all into it. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. We might better pray because the devil is on the warpath and he's using everything he can. And there's a lot of evilness that's coming out of Washington, D.C. even right now as I speak right now. We need God more so than we've ever needed. Because let me tell you something. I'm going where a few people get to go because I'm part of the few chosen, my God. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that few chosen. The way to be that part of that few chosen, the way to be that few, 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 few chosen is to make sure everything's out of your way. Amen. Brother James, if I don't like you, I better get it straightened up and get it out of the way. It'll keep me from glory. Amen. Sister Marie, if I don't like you, if I got something against you, I might better get it right. I might better come to you and say, Sister Marie, I'm sorry. There's something between you and I, and, I, and I'm sorry. And I want to make it right. I can't get on the telephone and text you and say, I'm sorry, I hurt you. And you read that and that'd be okay. I asked somebody to do that one time to me. They said, they text me and said, Pastor, if we've hurt you, we're so sorry we hurt you. And we're sorry we hurt your wife and all this kind of stuff. I just texted her back. I said, the Bible don't say text and text your brother. It said, go to your brother. And I said, let me go ahead and just tell you this. I don't need no more text from you. I don't need nothing else from you on the telephone. The Bible said, go to your brother if, you, if, you, if you've done him wrong. If, and they know for a fact, they know for a fact they ripped the heart out, stepped on it, and punched it out. Just tore it all to pieces. If I've done something to hurt you. If we have. Duh. I can't come to Sister Marie and say, Sister Marie, I'm sorry. If there's something I've done, I've hurt you. Mm -mm. I got to come to her and say, look, I talked bad about you, and I want to ask your forgiveness. I didn't, but I'm just saying I did. Yeah. Because it's got to get out of the way. There's a lot of people walking around today thinking everything's all right. They're going to bust hell wide open. Huh? Because how can I love you whom I'm looking at, or I can't love you who I'm looking at, and say I love the Father who ain't never seen that's what the Bible says. The Bible says I'm a liar. The truth ain't in me. I got to love him. If I love him, I'm going to love you. Listen to me, church. If we love Jesus Christ, if we're serving the same Lord that everyone's supposed to be serving, if we're doing everything in Jesus Christ is the center of everything we're doing, guess what? There'll be absolutely no problems at all in the church at all. Why? Because we're all doing the same thing, believing the same thing, following the same thing. We love the same thing. We love the same way. I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. I love you with the love of Jesus. I can't love you with my love because I don't have none without God. I love you with the love of the Lord. And that's the kidding. God loves us all. He wants us all going down the same road. So listen to me carefully. It's getting down to the rubber. The rubber's fixing to hit the road. God's fixing to come through. He says, I'm going to separate them. I'm going to separate the sheep from the goat. The sheep from the goat. I don't know about you. I'm going where the few's going. And I'm going to be with Jesus. How about you? Everybody shout praise the Lord. Praise Don't forget tonight's service at 6 o'clock. You've been God's watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, 
If you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page. That's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.